0: All roads lead to the Vein.
1: Hey, what's up everyone? Brad Chmielewski here with episode 182 of Shadow the Vein. This week, I have Idmonfish Fish joining me uh, to talk about what's going on In the SEA region, Uh, we got Worlds coming up there, so everyone's getting hyped about that. Uh, I know a lot of people are traveling. I've already seen people talking about their flights on Twitter, so everyone's getting excited for that. Uh, We got some good, great teams representing uh, NA, and we got some other great teams playing from the other regions there. So it's gonna be. Uh, awesome matches of three days to watch and if you're watching them you're going to be able to get that uh, sweet Catherine skin as well Uh, we dive into some of that and our opinions there Uh, that skin looks awesome as a Catherine fan I cannot wait to pick up that skin it's gonna it's gonna be great Uh, just everything's great here <laughs> but we dive into some of the issues that uh, SEA is having with the server troubles and how that's uh, maybe impacting gameplay there how the players are doing uh, as we're talking about SEA and worlds being there is it kind of uh, I guess casting a shadow on worlds too so hopefully not hopefully they get all that sorted out I know it's not always SEMC's problem they are trying to fix what they can fix as well so dive into some of that um, the new hero we have some info about that we'll talk about maybe her some of her abilities what she's going to look like and how maybe she's going to impact 5v5 um, i really cannot wait to see 5v5 get played at worlds i'm excited to see what the map looks like how the gameplay is going to work out and how the teams are going to adapt to one having more people on the fold i guess it might not be called the hell Sam fold anymore but to more people on the map, just more uh, synergy. It's going to take a while, a while for some of these teams to start uh, you know, working together as well as they have in 3v3. Before we get into this episode, I want to mention the Patreon page. That's over at patreon.com slash vein. If you can support the show in any way, that would be awesome. Very much appreciate it. Uh, but I love everyone that's been listening and watching uh, over the years. I mentioned episode one last week because it got released... Um, the day before Thanksgiving, three years ago. Um, so now we've crossed, we've passed the three-year mark of the podcast. Um, so that's pretty awesome. So if you've been listening since episode one, thank you. And if you're a new listener, if you just started listening to the podcast, welcome and thank you also. All right, let's do it. Let's jump into this week's episode. Shatter the vein. This is the 182nd episode of Shadow of the Vein. My name is Brad Maluski, and this is a podcast all about Van Glory. Every week, breaking down the news, gameplay, game tips, and hopefully we can become better players together. And every week, bringing on people from the community, people that love this game, have been playing it for a long time and supporting it. And this week, I have Idman Fish joining me. Welcome. Thanks. And I got the I got the IGN right there now.
0: <laughs> you did get the IGN right. There
1: now. <laughs> awesome. Well yeah, thanks for thanks for taking time uh, to join me. Um do you want to introduce yourself, let people kind of know who you are if they haven't seen you in Discords and Twitch chats and things like that?
0: Sure. So I'm a player primarily in SEA, although I also play on NA. I am a forum moderator for the official forums. I'm a member of the core testing group in the PBE, and I'm currently coaching analyst for Renegades, which is an SEA-based pro
1: team. Oh, right. That's a Renegades. Is a, is it Monte Cristo's team?
0: I believe I believe it was owned by Monte Cristo. I think. I think he sold it to somebody else, and it's currently being run by somebody else, but yeah.
1: Okay, nice. So you have you have your hands in many different places in Vanglory, so that's pretty exciting.
0: Yeah, it's quite interesting. <laughs>
1: uh, before, I guess before we dive into some of that, like what, what got you into Vanglory? How did you find out about it and start playing? Were you in the early beta days of it?
0: I did try it in the early beta days, and I decided it wasn't that good, so <laughs> um, So at the time, I was playing another MOBA on mobile, uh, Fates Forever, okay, uh, which which had some similarities insofar as it was a touch-based MOBA rather than a joystick-based uh, MOBA. But I preferred Fates Forever at the time because the the skill shots involved drawing on the screen in various different ways to use your abilities. Oh, so you neat. could so so take Sky's Alt for example, their equivalent of that. You would just draw. The, you'd press the Alt button, then you'd draw where you wanted the the line of fire to go, which was just really fun. Yeah. Um, but it, but it was only a, it was a it was a two lane moba. Uh, and to be honest, now looking back at it, there's an awful lot more strategic depth in Grand Glory than there was in Fate's Forever. But at the time, I didn't know any better. So I tried I tried Grand I went, this just feels very slow. And I can't I can't do skill shots in the way I used to do skill shots. <laughs> it's terrible. Um, so I went back to Fates Forever, and then Fates Forever uh, shut down mm-hmm. and ultimately actually became Discord because the the voice chat system and the general discussion system of Discord is actually the Fates Forever uh, voice chat system. They, okay. they, they they took it out of that and made it into Discord. And so I moved to Vangori because I didn't have anything better to do. <laughs> <laughs> and then found that actually it was quite fun.
1: Well, yeah, I would think in, that in the early... Beta days, at the, at the time, Fates Forever was around. There was 12, what, maybe not even 12 heroes at that point, so uh, you didn't really have any options. If you like didn't like one of those people, you were kind of screwed.
0: Yeah, I, I, I think it was a combination of that and also that the pace, at least before you buy Boots of that the movement speed of the heroes was a lot slower okay. than the movement speed of the Fates Forever heroes, so it just felt slow-paced. It wasn't. It took the same amount of time to play, but but the feeling was slow.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, that's going to be a feeling they're going to hopefully address as they move into 5v5. Like you said, Fates was a two-lane map, Fangory being a one-lane map. You could move a little slower because you have less distance to travel, but when you have two exactly. lanes, you need to move a little faster, or three lanes, to that degree. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Cool. Uh, so then did you find yourself like going to the forums and just being involved there? Is that why you became a moderator? Yeah. Like you were just extremely active?
0: Basically. I, I was quite active in the Face Forever forums and so it was just a natural uh, progression to move to the Bangor forums and, and be active there. And I'm quite I'm interested in fairy crafting. I'm interested in thinking about how the game works and how the structure of the game works and so on. And I'm very happy to talk about things. <laughs> so uh-huh. yeah, it was a kind of natural place to be.
1: Has the do you feel like the forums are still a very active place for the community, or is it kind of uh, more on the Discord side now?
0: Uh there's swings and roundabouts. So you know the forums are there's there's always people leaving, there's always people coming, there's always yeah. new dramas. They're often the same, as the <laughs> old dramas. You know, there's the kind of and you do like like there are kind of forum members who are very very jaded because you do get the same same questions coming from you know different people. There's always somebody who thinks cruel has to be nerfed because he's terribly broken. And, so <laughs> and you're just going, no, he's not terribly broken, you just don't know how to play against him. Um and so i find it it's kind of always a somewhat vibrant place. It can be quite a fun place. There's there's quite a lot of people there who've been there for quite a long time, so there's quite a lot of running in, in jokes. Uh and so on. But but yeah, no, it's it's always interesting. But it always comes and goes.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it seems like that has to be the place people kind of land. If The first place they go when they're looking for information or t- to complain or just find out more info. It's like go to the Vanglory website and there's a button there for the form. So it makes sense that new people are always coming in and finding it.
0: Yes, and keeping their posts moved to the
1: salt mine. Um. <laughs> <All right>. <laughs> <laughs> uh. That's pretty exciting. Uh, so then you've seen, like we were saying, you've been with this for a long time, so you've seen uh, people come and go. I know we often reminisce in some of the Discord chats about uh, players of, that have come and streams that have gone, so it's got to be pretty exciting, I guess, and, and sad to some degree to see the game changing over three years now that you've been with it. Sure. Sure
0: um and you know it's, it's worth noting as well a lot of those old voices and old people are still around in some way shape or form so i found a lot of the old forumers have kind of congregated in various discords so even if they're not very engaged with the game anymore they're still there and they'll still kind of pop up and mm-hmm. chat about things and so on so yeah it is but but there is a sense of kind of ongoing change
1: yeah that's cool so then now this renegades thing so is this uh you said you were kind of a coach analyst, or is it still kind of forming? I'd love to hear a little more about that, how that's uh, working out, or coming to be.
0: Okay, well, no, I mean, I am the coach and analyst. Although we have we have quite a large analyst uh, team, so there's okay. there's there's four of us currently. Uh, so we we formed as a team out of two teams in Southeast Asia. So the infamous Legion, who have been extremely dominant for a long time in Southeast Asia. So they they traditionally were always the team that was winning. And and we continued that in the last couple of seasons. We've been top of the table in terms of points. Okay. Uh, And Popeyes, who were a new team, uh, who formed in, I think, the spring season, uh, but had managed to work their way up to third in the table. Um, so okay. they'd been very, very strong uh, as a team, and we decided that well, effectively, our the, the infamous Legion's jungler, uh, he has compulsory military service, so he wasn't able to play, particularly on Saturdays, because that happened to be when the compulsory military service uh, fell. Okay. Uh, so we we needed to have somebody else in jungle, and looking at the way Bangla is going, and that five to five looked like it was coming around the corner and wouldn't be too far off. Uh, and our players and their players, so I was part of the so Legion's coaching team back then, uh, knew each other quite well. We talked to them about merging, and they agreed to merge. Okay. Uh, so we ended up kind of mashing the two things together, and we didn't really get rid of anybody, so we, we took their analyst team and our <laughs> analyst team, and just became a stupidly large analyst
1: team. Well, yeah, it makes like, um, the, like you said, having those people on hand when 5v5 gets released could be a big benefit for you.
0: Yeah, so we've we've got six players. Uh, We've kind of got an idea about what we want to do and how we want to do it. Mm -hmm. Uh, And because it's two teams, we've got quite diverse sets of players as well. So there's there's kind of people who will fit in multiple roles. Uh, And and something which has always been the case, particularly with Influence Legion, is that most of our players are very flexible. So they'll play any role depending on which hero has been played and and play it very, very well. So one of the things that we very commonly did was have uni and spaghetti swap between being lane or jungle, depending on which heroes we were drafting.
1: Oh, nice. Okay. Uh, and that, that, I think, is really nice and something maybe uh, NA teams don't do because it throws off uh, when you're scouting, when you're looking, when you're doing your research for the team you're going to play against, you never know who's going to be in that role and switch and come in and those subs. So you have to prepare for a lot more when you do have that larger roster.
0: Yeah, and it also expands your hero pool in terms of uh, what your what your effective draft is, which makes it very very hard to counter you. <laughs> because if they if, you know, if they draft against Spaghetti in Lane, fine, we'll put Union Lane.
1: Yeah, that's
0: not a problem. <laughs> so yeah, it um, works out reasonably well.
1: That's awesome. Very very cool. Excited to see like where it goes and moving into five v five for you.
0: Hmm. Well, I mean, the very fun thing for us for the 5v5 is that Renegades will be the team, or one of the teams, that's playing the show match at Worlds. Right. Um, so so that's basically what we're focusing on at the moment is preparing for that.
1: Yeah, I guess that, that kind of leads us into the news this week because there's a lot of stuff, I guess, you being in the SEA region would love to touch on and um, dive into a little bit there. So... Vain Glory News. I think the first thing is the this, this show match might be interesting to talk about since you brought that up. Uh, so yeah, we have Renegades and um, who? What's the other team playing? There has it we, been an, is it Echo
0: Fuck? at this? At this point, it's not been announced. Okay. We don't know. Uh, okay. So it it could be anybody. Uh, we're quite excited to find out who it is. <laughs> uh, we we don't know if it. I mean, so I think the options are it'll either be a pro team. From somewhere. Uh, It could be an NA team, could be EU, could be China, South America, who knows? We don't know. Uh, Or it could be a dev team. That's the other, I think, strong possibility. (laughs) They've got got the experience. Um, They've had 5v5 a lot longer than anybody else has. Um, So it, it could be them. And in a way, It'd be something quite nice if it was some of the original devs who who started with the, the playtesting in Southeast Asia back when you know Van Glory was in its infancy before it was even Van Glory. Yeah. It'd be a kind of nice, kind of coming home if they ended up playing against an SEA team, uh, to introduce the kind of new mode.
1: <laughs> but it'd would be nice, uh, even bragging rights to be like if it was an NA team to be like, oh yeah, we beat or whichever way it goes, like we won the first five v five match there was these two teams play and it kind of creates like a good story moving forward. I think if it, if absolutely. it wasn't the dev team, so, <laughs>
0: absolutely.
1: <laughs> uh, so that match is going to happen. Uh, it'll probably be the last, I don't know the day,
0: it, it will the be ten, the last
1: day. Yeah. The world. last day probably,
0: I believe it's scheduled to be between the sort of semifinals and the final. Right. So it's that it's the space that gives the players who played in the semifinals a bit of a break before they hit the finals.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's going to be I think the most exciting day to watch although all the teams playing it's going to be like a what 3 days of intense matches throughout so I know last yeah, time been, it, it was kind of it's going to be really fun <laughs> um and you're going to be attending if your team is playing right I, so you'll be I, there
0: exactly yes I am going to be attending which is amazing uh it should be really really interesting i am I'm really looking forward to even some of the matchups that you might not think of as the really exciting matchups. I'm still really interested in. So, mm-hmm. like, I'm I'm really interested in how Elite Eight go uh, not against Cloud Nine. I, I, you know, I'm sure SEA Pride and so on and so forth. But to yeah. be honest, there's there's very unlikely that I think the SEA teams are going to do well against somebody like Cloud Nine. But the South American team, Rick Kenned. Uh, well, that's really interesting, because right. um, you know, I think their levels are fairly similar, uh, you know, it's really hard to know which one's stronger, because it's regions that I don't think have ever met each other.
1: Right, yeah. And so you're probably getting a chance to watch more of these teams play, just because uh, you have to, one, keep an eye on them for the analyst role, but then also you're in the region the SEA region, so you get to see some of the matches happening over, over there. So absolutely. Maybe the NA people just are asleep or just totally miss out on <laughs>
0: sure yeah absolutely although in the streams you do see some of the na people pop up every so often you know, like mm-hmm. in the chats and so on but but yeah no i think i think that's right i've got a better feel for how strong or weak the sea teams are mm-hmm. uh relatively speaking I, as a region it's been dominated by two uh two teams uh so renegades have managed to leave the table. Impunity. Uh, have been very competitive mm-hmm. uh, so you know it tends to like if you if you watch it the weekly kind of pattern is if, if Renegades and Impunity don't meet on the way to the final they meet in the final okay um, <laughs> <laughs> you know um, so you know we, we're kind of fighting it out and it's it's good fun and we we get on well for guys from Impunity uh, they're, they're a Singapore based team so in a way they're the home team
1: okay uh, yeah.
0: for Worlds um but yeah, and they are they're players that uh, so so, if you look at the kind of history of it uh, half of the players were players who were out worlds last time as Infamous Legion. They then split off and, and created Impunity. Now Infamous Legion kind of came back. Now Infamous Legion's become renegades but that kind of internal rivalry is still there. a bit.
1: All right, okay. So I guess you, you were talking about Cloud9 and how you think they're pretty strong. Any predictions for it going in on who you've might see in the finals or, or even taking it all.
0: It's, it's really tough. Actually, I, I, I was convinced that ACE was going to take, ACE was going to take it all up until the point. This guy's quit. So once, once, uh, once he quit, once Scarfield quit, hmm. uh, that really opened things up because, uh, we've played, so we play quite a lot of scrims against EA teams. So a a fair feel for their strength. and. Um, ace are on another level I and mean, they just you know, they, they really they're just their teamwork and rotations and it's very it's it's beautiful to watch um particularly if they get to draft one of their siege comps and the meta is kind to siege comps yeah they're just incredibly hard to hold out against um but i don't know what they're going to look like now that they don't have the Roma that they've been playing with for so long, because obviously he's going to have been a core part of that rotation. He was part of what made it work. Now maybe they will have their new Roma will be in the right kind of pattern that will work with them, but maybe they won't.
1: No, yeah. okay.
0: And then Amada again, it's really hard to pick, because although they are historically a really strong team, Ace were dominating them, even when Druid was well. Then Druid's been unwell. He... I mean, he's going to be at Worlds, we're told, but we don't know if he's better or not. And so we don't really know who they're going to end up fielding. Okay. Uh, and then, yeah, then you have the NA teams who have definitely come on, definitely stronger. Uh, Cloud9 are very impressive in terms of just the raw, brutal mechanical skill. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I, I do I do have my concerns a little bit about the hero pull and... and, and uh, in terms of the draft, although I mean, physics is an amazing drafter, um, I do think, particularly in, in lane, they, they are potentially exposable.
1: I think. For sure.
0: Um, and TSM, uh, again, amazing team, uh, fantastic at drafting. I think they're one of the better drafters uh, out there, and perhaps not quite to the same mechanical level as C9 but you kind of feel like tactically they're almost slightly better than them, which makes it a really interesting matchup. Mm So, so I mean, my inclination is to think that the top four teams uh, are going to be those four teams.
1: Okay. Uh,
0: But but picking which one out of them is going to take it. No idea.
1: Um, Yeah. I don't know. It's going to be exciting. We're two weeks away from uh, the kickoff here, I think on the 14th. So yeah, it's Mm. coming up fast.
0: It really is.
1: (laughs) Uh, And then if, the, we got some news, like, if you're going to be watching the championships, you can get this new Catherine skin for free. Uh, this yep. is, one, an awesome idea by Super Evil Corp, and even a better skin. Like, this skin sets it up for what we should see for, like, uh, the winners of the worlds. They should get a skin in the game that's kind of has some of their traits or something like that, but this I'm Catherine... To reference to it. Yeah. Mm. Because this Catherine skin is all Vanglory, just like Vanglory pride here. And it's it's pretty amazing skin. If you haven't seen it, there's a link in the show notes. It um, goes to the page and there's video, and you get like a bubble with the Vanglory logo on it when she throws down her ultimate, leaves confetti and Vanglory logo there. The foam finger, though, might be my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> Uh, and there's details on their website how to get it for free all you have to do is really click through within the app you need to watch the game or watch the worlds for i think 30 minutes i think it it has like some sort of timer or way it's checking this um so if you don't even watch esports you can click through and just have it going and you know go do something else if you want if you don't really (laughs) want to watch it if you just want a free skin that's it's easy to get
0: (laughs) Absolutely, and if you're there at Worlds, you'll get it as part of the, the door package on the last day I'm told So oh, nice. you don't have to you don't have to be a case that you're sitting there at Worlds You have to sit there yeah, in the audience
1: <laughs> <laughs> Alright, that's smart, yeah uh, I think this is a great way to one, just support the community And also bump those numbers up a little bit I know it's going to be um, an off time for a lot of NA people who are going to be watching it So it's going to be tricky there uh, for a lot of people in A to be watching it, but this is a way to make sure people get in there, log some numbers to show that the viewership is is doing well too. Um, so it's, it's a little sneaky, but yeah.
0: smart. I, I, I'm actually going to be really interested to see what the viewing numbers are, because the the population in the who who's into Vanglory is, is pretty big. Mm-hmm. Um, and you get, you know, so uh, SCOGA, which is uh, a Singaporean based sort of, I believe they're a kind of government enterprise to try and encourage esports, which, you know, just saying those words is crazy, but (laughs) that's the kind of world that we're in. Um, uh, They had a a Singapore-only-based tournament uh, about a month ago uh, called the Lion City uh, Cup. And I was watching the stream on Twitch for that, and they had 2,500 viewers.
1: Oh, Wow. Okay. So it's that
0: Singapore-only yeah. <laughs> tournament still can draw those kinds of numbers.
1: Yeah, those are just um, so Vanglory 8 numbers. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so, right. so, so it
0: could actually be really interesting. And I, I particularly, you know, like I know uh, in, in Indonesia, there's a huge amount of sport, uh, support for e- Elite 8. They're, they've got a massive following there. Oh, cool. Okay. Um, so it's going to be really interesting to see what the numbers actually are like.
1: Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm going to try to watch, try to you know, adjust my schedule that weekend and make sure I can uh, tune in a bit. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. It's, it's the holidays, so it involves like always a lot of staying up and drinking around this time of year too, so <laughs> it get all messed up there. Uh, that's cool. Uh, then speaking of SEA, there's been even more server trouble. I know we were talking a little bit on Twitter about this. Uh, so recently, basically, it sounded like since this new update dropped, uh, you know, about a, two, three weeks ago, there's been just issues unplayable for a lot of people with lag spikes, uh, black screens, just huge, huge pain points this time. Uh, have you run into this plane uh, there at all?
0: So, so actually, myself hasn't been hugely affected. Okay. So... so I mean, it's not historically. It's not an uncommon thing with the SEA server when there's a new patch that things start to go odd. Um, and I think part of that is just because whenever a new patch drops, you get a huge spike in players, right? And that that puts pressure on the server. Um, and this one, I think, was was unfortunately compounded with various programming issues. Uh, so the black screen, for example, wasn't really a server side problem. I think that was a uh, that was a problem with with a very rare bug that, that didn't get caught in PBE, but made it out to life. Okay. And once you get, when you have a rare bug, uh, well, it, it doesn't pop up enough to get caught in PBE, but because there's so many people playing, it pops up an awful lot. Sure, okay. <laughs> online. Um, and yeah, I think, I mean, you know, the SEA server is, has often had struggles. It's, mm-hmm. it's, I think, a part of just the sheer size of the server because it stretches for you know an godly uh, amount of space. I, I have people on my friends lift who, list who live in Russia. I've got one guildmate who swears he's in Madagascar, although not hundred percent sure. I believe him. <laughs> um, <laughs> I've got, you know I know, I play with people in New Zealand. I play with people in India, Singapore. You know it stretches for a really 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 long distance, and it's not just you know that there's that distance. It's that the connections and the way that the data travels makes a huge difference to yeah. what ping you end up with. You know, So I, uh, on my home connection at the moment, uh, which I recently switched to a faster connection, uh, I now have a ping of around 200 to 250
1: in SEA. I've got huh. a ping
0: of 100, 160 in NA.
1: Okay. From my home
0: <laughs> connection, right? So that, that's... That's routing, that's the problem there. But if I switch to my cellular connection, I drop down to about 100, 120 in SEA, uh, if I come to work and if I <coughs> play here, which I'm sure never happens. No, um, yeah. No, of course, you know, uh, it drops down to eighty. Okay. So that's 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 routing. That's the ISPs. It's not something which Vanglory itself can really control.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Um, because it's it's a matter of international agreements between internet service providers about how data is going to travel, that, that impact on it.
1: Okay. And I always hear problems with especially internet issues in India and if they're playing, yeah, you just run into stuff, especially as new places are getting online and more people are playing these games. So it's going to strain the system a little bit in some of these parts.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely, and, and then of course the other thing is that physically, those those cables that connect the countries, uh, that that actually you know carry the internet, can get damaged. They can Mm-mm. get destroyed. They can, in one case, get attacked by sharks. sharks. <laughs> oh, jeez. okay. It's like, it's like the most Australian way <laughs> <laughs> that you could lose your internet connection. Yeah, sharks, before. sharks again. The sharks internet's down.
1: the cables. <laughs> uh, yikes, uh, but it's. I guess it's just a a huge bummer. One that this has been an issue with SEA for so long, and two, that worlds are coming here, so the attention is in the SEA region, I think, sure. right now for vanglory and then there's server problems.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. I mean, of course. And, and, you know, nobody enjoys it, nobody wants it, uh, and there's a lot of salt that gets generated because of it, sometimes you know, unfairly, because, you know, it is the guy, you know, so, so as, as one of the kind of core testers, I'm in touch with people like the, the server team, I know they're up at 4am on a Sunday morning trying to get things to not bloody break, <laughs> um, you know, so, so it's not like they're not doing their best to do stuff and often they are blamed for stuff that isn't in any way under their control. You know, right. They can't help it if there's, if there's a typhoon in Hong Kong and it breaks all of the connections between Australia and Singapore. <laughs> there's not much they can do about that.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, but if, you, if you are a player there, they usually try to do things like extra glory or double glory weekends, uh, just things to kind of, I guess, make you feel a little less bad that you haven't been able to play. <laughs> Yeah, indicate that they care and that they get they get it, which mm-hmm. which they do. Yeah. Uh, do you think the players like are the players the the professional players playing there? Are are they playing with this ping? Or are they gonna have like? Is it gonna be just a crazy difference going to a live stage where it's like a local connection and then that with no <laughs> ping going from something that's like a hundred and twenty, two hundred at times? It's gotta that's... throw them off. I think.
0: Yeah, you'd think so, wouldn't you? Uh, it's, you know, too easy. <laughs> um, so so it's going to depend on where the pro players are coming from. So, like, if you look at the kind of concentration of pro players in Southeast Asia, you'll notice that an awful lot of them are Singapore-based or in countries that are right next door to Singapore. And that's Singapore's where the server is. It's not surprising. They have lower ping. It is easier to play. Okay. You know, when I, when I went to to North America earlier this year and when I visited the lair and had 15 ping, (laughs) I could play Taka. (laughs) I've been able to play Taka before because I always get caught out. Turns out it wasn't just that I'm reasonably crap at Taka. It's that, um, you know, actually those tiny little millisecond differences make a difference. Yeah. Um, Although the other thing that's kind of interesting is that there's a number of pro roamers who come from Australia. For some reason, it seems like our pro players get channeled into Rome because they have to deal. They you know they're used to dealing with the ping, okay. and I guess the mechanics aren't quite as important.
1: For sure, you just have to have your timing, and you know as long as you get that fountain off in time, you're okay.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hmm.
1: All right. Well, that's a. I guess it's good to hear that this isn't like an issue. I guess that everyone is running into. I agree that it's kind of just sometimes and maybe you hear about those voices. You hear about the problems louder than you hear about the people that are playing, you know, with no problems.
0: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um,
1: well, yeah, like you said, Vanglory and the team is always working on stuff. One of the things that recently went out was a bug fix to the turrets. Um, this, um, they didn't actually say what this fixed but i believe it was a problem where the turrets would target someone they'd get out of range and continue to target them but not fire so you could kind of sit out of range and the turret wouldn't go off i believe this got fixed
0: (laughs) yeah and i think that's the 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 correct way to put it is we believe it's been
1: fixed so you know
0: you might have noticed, you looked at it carefully, and they said, we fixed the known issues with turret targeting. Yeah. <laughs> Very careful wording, because there have actually been a lot of issues with turret targeting. Uh, and in a way, having the target indicator, you know, which which was a relatively new addition, mm-hmm. that exposed a lot of those issues that have probably been there for a really long time.
1: That's right, and yeah. This, <laughs> and
0: and you know, having seen a lot of these different bugs, some of them were really weird. Though I saw one... Where this guy had left the turret, he had gotten down to the jungle shop, it was still firing at
1: him. Oh, wow. Okay, <laughs> he I see stop it.
0: Firing at him. It just chased him. <laughs> it, just like, it just kept going until he died. Oh, it was man. hilarious to watch because he, he ran through the shop, he bought a reflex block
1: to block the next shot, and he kept trying to. Oh, my why. gosh. <laughs> it's, it's like, try incredible. to port home as quickly as you can. <laughs> uh,. So at least they're always working on these bugs. You know, stuff stuff comes up as you the code gets bigger and bigger. You know, there's always more problems and they have to address them. And like you were saying, some of that stuff's not caught in PBE. Once you have players testing, you know, an hour of player testing, just like you see so much more.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's orders of magnitude more play gets done. Yeah, outside of the PBE.
1: So, but that's fixed, and so. The world is playing on the current patch, but then the next patch is going to launch here in, I believe, just about two weeks because the season's coming to an end. So we always get the patch right here at the season end. Um, and we got some teases for the new hero, which we got the video of her basically killing Lyra with a lightning bolt. <laughs> uh, yeah. It isn't said who this hero is yet, but we it could be the storm queen. She kind of is wearing like a similar hat or helmet as that, but well, I don't think it's exactly the storm queen.
0: Well, there is a name because oh. there's a name on the, because there's a name on the, on the YouTube video. Oh, so there they,
1: when they, whenever
0: they, whenever they do spoiler, do these spoiler releases, they always name the YouTube videos, the name of the hero. Oh, they so
1: do. Her na-
0: so, so we know her name is Varia. We, okay. We don't know anything else. <laughs> so yeah, we don't know. Could it be the storm cream? Maybe, maybe not. Um, I've seen a lot of speculation on the forums and on Twitter that there's a connection to Ambrosius, which is the the living spellbook that Lyra has. Okay. So poss- possibly, possibly Lyra stole the spellbook or something like that, and mm. it might be Varya's spellbook. That's that's what I've seen in speculation. But yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing the lore on this one because, uh, you know, the lore is always amazing.
1: Right, and when she. Uh... So we know one of her abilities is probably some sort of lightning bolt that can either travel across the map or a super long target range, like a Baron, like a CP Baron Ultimate or something like that. Um, that seems like the only ability we kind of know that she has. But some sort of lightning yeah, stuff.
0: which some kind of lightning stuff. And, and yeah, <laughs> you're right. From that video, it looks like she, she throws a fairly long distance bolt.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, which would, I think be great as we move into five v five. The map's gonna be bigger, so those ultimates, those global ultimates, become uh, more useful. And you, they don't seem like just stuffs flying all over the place like they would on a three v three map, where you know you have ultimates going across the map. It's kind of annoying on that tiny map, but a big map yeah. much uh, little little better. <laughs> Yeah, and you're going to see some really interesting
0: interactions in that regard. You'll see things like Celeste firing her ult up the lane to impact on top lane or bottom if she's in mid. You'll see Baron, you know, launching his ult from far away. Uh, Kestrel, you know, sniping people across crazy distances. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think there's going to be a lot of kind of quite fun interactions with some of those longer range uh, abilities that you just don't really have the kind of feel for at the moment. Because at the moment, really, it's usually you know, like ninety percent of Celestials are just down the lane. <laughs> yeah.
1: Because um, you know, easy there. Yeah, but, and easy yeah, to yeah, hit. Easy to <laughs> hit. Yeah.
0: Because now there's going to be some really skillful shots. I suspect mm-hmm. we are just going.
1: How on earth did they predict that? Right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this a uh, new hero. We should see more info this week. We usually get you know that first lore, um, the week and a half before the. Uh, release. So, yeah, keep an eye out on Vanglory's Twitter. You know, they'll start showing new stuff here. They're hyping worlds, they're hyping the next patch. Uh, so, yeah, get ready for all of that. Uh, that's going to do it for the news. I did find this uh, interesting topic on the forums. Uh, so, let's dive into that. Forum Static. So on the forums, there's been a lot of talk about C.P. Gwen and C.P. Baron. They seem oh, to yeah. be all the rage right now in solo queue. Um, and we were seeing a lot of C.P. Gwen right there at the end of the challenged battles uh, with the Bangalore mm-hmm. 8 and everything. So she was kind of making uh, making herself known there to, the, to everyone who was watching. Uh, have you seen these... Two, uh i guess build paths and have you played either one of them
0: yeah i've seen them they were tested fairly extensively in ppe before the build was released mm-hmm. knew they were going to be strong um, although quite situational so yeah. uh the baron pick uh yeah i mean it's a great pick as a last pick on seaside into particular comps but it's quite a weak opening because yeah. right, if, you, if you're on A-side and you draft Baron first, you ought to be in a world of hurt. Because, you know, there's a, there's a lot of potential counters out there um, that can really make him suffer. Um, but yeah, if, if your opponent if your opponents have drafted so uh, and you're sure they're going weapon power, and they're a bunch of relatively slow-moving heroes, then, man, CP Baron hurts. <laughs> like yeah.
1: anything. Um, I had cool. just played a game with cp baron against him before recording this and i was a I was a vox but the amount of porcupine mortars that were coming out was just like i can't even get by you like over there like it's it's nuts
0: <laughs> yeah but vox does suffer into them because because of the short range as mm-hmm. well Yeah, you know, you've you've literally got to go through the wall of horrible pain and yeah. you know <laughs> it's just not doable. um <laughs> Uh, C.P. Gwen's really interesting. Um, it's, it's quite, I think in many ways she's stronger than, than C.P. Baron is. Uh, she's always been reasonably good. Yeah. What's held her back before is that she took too long to scale up and she was so weak in the early game uh, that you would just, you'd just basically push her out of lane and mm. you'd, you'd win that way. Whereas now she's she's scaling a lot faster and she's she's pretty brutal again into particular heroes, Vox really struggles into her I've found, um, because she can just she just keep back and poke, right. and he can't he can never get close enough. And if he does get close enough, then you know as long as she's got somebody who's got a good engage on her team, Vox doesn't want to go in <laughs> and get close. Um, but yes. again, you know this counterplay available, you can. Uh, deal with her with divers that tends to work um she's good against majors but a mage played well can do better than her mm-hmm. so it's a bit of skill matchup um and she does you know the, the problem that gwen always has is she has such a tiny health ball right, that yeah. she is pretty easy to chunk
1: yeah assassin against a taka or something you're you're in big mm-hmm. trouble <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah but you, you do need to play both of these baron and gwen just like you would someone like scarf or celeste where you're you're in the back line just throwing out stuff throwing out heliogenesis spitfire just yeah just yeah it's keeping your distance um but so what made them so strong this patch was it the the new cp items or was it just like the evolution of the picks that we've been seeing so
0: so i mean both if I recall rightly, and I admit, I can't quite remember this with Gwen, but Baron got kind of a couple of buffs in the CP path, although yeah. one wasn't a buff. One was a bug fix that people took as a buff. So, so in the previous patch, his porcupine waters, for no apparent reason, suddenly their cooldown went up. And, and I say for no apparent reason because it wasn't a change that we tested or anything like that. It was literally something which went live, and then somebody went, hang on. <laughs> is not he going a bit lo- you know isn't it taking him longer to do these than normal sure and yeah it, it was um so that was just really reverting to what was previously the, uh, the case but i think he also got a small nudge to the cp ratio as well so so it was a kind of double whammy okay um and then yeah the new items fit really well with the, their kits I and mean, clockwork in particular is a monster of an I- item right uh, and works well with both of them um so you get you know, a huge amount of cooldown for it. Uh, you're getting to do an awful lot of damage, uh, and yeah, it's great. It's a great synergy, basically.
1: Yeah, um, I don't. they they're fun to play. If anyone, if you if you haven't played them, you've probably played against them. But you should give them a try if yeah. uh, you haven't. You know, checked them yeah. out in a while. Especially if you're so used to playing weapon power, you do have to play it differently. So it takes a little getting used to. Um,
0: yeah, yeah. I mean, the other big difference is that the so what what had happened? So so if you look, last patch CP heroes weren't that great, and they weren't that great because of the health changes. And the reason they weren't that great because of the health changes is that uh, it took longer to kill somebody,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and the amount of energy that CP heroes had, because because that's the obvious way of kind of controlling the power of CP heroes, was tuned for the old level of defense and health. So what would happen if you tried to play CP Baron or CP Gwen or Celeste or whatever, was unless you were really good at managing your energy, about three quarters of the way through the fight, your opponent would still be alive, and you'd be out of energy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's basically you'd... me. I can't manage this. <laughs> yeah.
0: so, so the change to energy items this patch has made the energy management so much more forgiving. Um, it's still not quite the case that you just, you know, fire whatever you want, and that's fine. You still actually have to manage it a bit. But it is a lot more forgiving than it was in the previous patch, which has brought the CP heroes up.
1: Yeah, you don't need multiple uh, batteries or anything like that. You can kind of get away with one one regen item, or your boots and a regen item. So
0: Yeah, cool. and that also that does open up different build paths. So you mm-hmm. know, it used to be kind of forced into into Halcyon Charges as a CP uh, hero. You're not so forced now. You can try the other paths, and sometimes they can be quite
1: effective. Yeah. Um, but yeah, check check out this topic on the forums. Anyone's looking, uh, they're not. I think OP. Like I said, they are strong into the right comp. If you play, if you play against them for the first time, you may seem like this is ridiculous. But yeah, you can counter it. So um, just gotta find the ways to do it. <laughs> well, that's gonna do it for episode one. Eighty-two. Thanks for joining me. This was great. A pleasure. Uh, it's uh, nice to hear what's happening, I guess, on the other side of the world. I usually am focused <laughs> on NA here and what's happening here in the scene and the community. So nice to hear some voices from elsewhere. Absolutely. Uh, where, where's the best place for people to either, if they want to reach out to you, is on the forums, Twitter, or how can they get in
0: touch? Uh, yes. Uh, so... so uh, the forums is a great place to get me. I'll always be there. Twitter, I'm active there as well. Uh, Discord, I'm active there. So, so really, just look out for me. I'm always <laughs> called Uh and yeah, it's easy enough.
1: Cool. Yeah, I'll include a link uh, in the show notes in the description, so everyone, uh, you know, go over there, follow. If you have any questions, I'm sure you'd be more than happy to answer them. <laughs> always. Cool. Uh, and then Shadow the Vein's on Twitter, at @shatterthevein. website website ShadowTheVein.com. All the episodes get posted there, links to iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube version as well. And I'll be back with episode 183 next week as we learn more about the new hero, uh, get even more hype for worlds, and yeah, the patch is coming, so get ready. All right, take care.